All right. What is up? <laughs> I said, all right. And my dog looked over at me like, what are we doing? Um, hey, hey, hey. It is Ashley Gilland. Uh, this is Going Gilland. Hashtag Going Gilland. Um, typically, this podcast is about how to be an actual real life human, which is kind of my jam. It's just about like doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. It's about being yourself and being honest with who you are. It's about, you know, trying to stay positive, even though that's not always the easiest thing to do. However, I've taken a little bit of a break and derailed <laughs> um, into the land of um, MTV The Challenge. It is season 35. Um, and this is the episode five recap and review. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll jump right into it. If you would like to connect, please do. Um, I do have this, um, podcast feed that I'm posting each new episode up on going Gilland, uh, which is a Facebook group. Uh, you can also search on Instagram for the hashtag going Gilland, and you can find me there. Uh, my Instagram handle is Ashley Pip Gilland, which is Ashley, which is my first name, and then Pip P I P Gilland, which is my last name. So Ashley Pip Gilland there on Instagram, um, or you can find me on Facebook under Ashley Gilland. So again, let's do it. Search the hashtag Going Gilland. Use the hashtag Going Gilland, um, and let's connect. Message me, friend me, hit me up, whatever. Leave a review on the podcast. I'd appreciate that so much. Um, and yeah, so let's dive in. It's the uh, challenge season 35 total madness episode 5 recap and review let's go all right so i guess d has a red skull um she beat out ashley in um, episode four and she is now qualified to run a final so we know that she can run a final right so it's a little bit surprising to me that the girls allowed her the chance to get there and to take this win um, I think a little bit they lost sight of what's happening here. Um, I don't know if maybe they thought she could take out Ashley and that was a good move. Um, but I think Ashley and Dee are kind of equal chance, right, to win in a final or to be a, a positive contributor in a final. But <clears throat> anyway, so Dee has her skull. If she makes it that far, she will be running in a final and, you know, maybe winning it again. So we'll have to see. Um what else is going on? Oh, yes, yeah, so they're back at the house, right? Post purgatory. Um, Jenna is commenting on being a little bit nervous, quote unquote, a little nervous that Kayla is not pushing away Bear and that she has a boyfriend back home. Uh, this whole Bear storyline, I guess maybe it's going to go on forever and ever and ever. Amen. Um, I have seen the like quarantine house that Wes is hosting right now with all of the some of the newer challengers or not newer, but you know, Kayla, Nani. Um, and such can't think of any d um, anyways and i know that kayla has a boyfriend i think named sam um and it's not bear so i know that they don't end up together i don't know that they don't end up hooking up so maybe this bear and kayla thing is just gonna go on uh throughout the entire season but it's kind of funny so it's fine um so anyways jenna's talking about how kayla has a boyfriend it's making her nervous um wes tells bear like i guess Bear's asking for relationship advice, and Wes tells Bear that he should ask Kayla's permission to keep flirting with her. There's just, it's just really silly. Like, what typically would have been girl talk, where like Johanna and I don't know, somebody else would have been sitting and talking about how cute Kenny is, right? Or whatever. 
Um, now it's like the boys sitting around doing it, which I'm, I'm totally here for. I think it's adorable. I love it. I, I think it's funny anyways. So what used to be like a total bear hater, um, I am changing my opinion because I just like the lightheartedness and I think it's in such contrast to like the bunker theme this season that it's fun. You know, it's fun to have a little bit of lighthearted kind of humor in an episode or in a season that's being like filmed or colored so dark it's all darks all you know red lighting just super intense super gross so you know it's fun to see bear be an idiot and to watch bear and johnny and wes kind of just goof around so it's fun i'm here for it um all right so other relationship stuff right there's the kayla and bear stuff kayla having a boyfriend that being a little bit dramatic oh and then speaking of dramatic boyfriends um jenna and zach are still together at this point and um they're talking on the phone jenna's like you know let's talk or whatever and she says um i don't remember i think it's zach one of them asks so we're still a couple are we still a couple it's just a weird like (laughs) we should probably be assuming right that we're in a relationship together but uh that relationship is kind of icky to me right now and I know it's editing because again you know outside of the show I know that I saw on Instagram that they get engaged so that relationship does work out but the the editing and the filming right now is them in a very tumultuous spot and it's casting Zach in like a really crybaby dramatic theatrical just you know um low self-esteem just weak kind of gross role um it feels a lot like they're doing to jenna and zach what they did to carmaria and polly like just kind of painting that relationship in a really nasty way um but also they do that with jordan and tori a little bit in the editing so maybe it's not editing maybe all these people just really do have like kind of fucked up relationships and uh <laughs> maybe it's not the editing but anyways one of them is like so are we still a couple and it was like well yeah if you want to be like yeah if you want to be i don't know just it's just like a mind game right it's just it's not nice to do to each other So, um, what else happens? Josh makes a point about how the political aspect that comes along with being a big brother player is pretty different, um, than that of a challenge player. I, at first, wasn't so sure that one, either it was that different or two, that there was any advantage to being a big brother player, but I mean, Natalie did all right, right? Polly did all right. Josh is doing okay. Um, so far, Swaggy and Bailey are doing okay. We'll see what happens with Casey. Um, I like the Big Brother crossovers, mainly because I like Big Brother. Um, but I think that, you know, maybe there is a strategy that comes along with being a Big Brother player that does play out well um, in the Survivor house, right? Some of those guys bring in this extra political aspect or ability to play a political game that maybe some of the other challengers don't have because they are, you know, there to be athletes, um they're there to you know kick ass and win challenges whereas like on big brother the challenges aren't super athletic always um and there there really is like a need to be uh be political you can't just win your way through i guess you can but it, anyways it's different um so that was the first time josh had said that out loud and i thought like oh hey you know maybe there is something to that so the political aspect of being a big brother player that that um 
that might play well for him. Wes, of course, is giving Josh zero credit. Like, he's like, whatever, bro. You won Big Brother. Bah. Whatever. <laughs> like, he's not allowing Josh to get away with the fact that, you know, Wes would be at all threatened by a Big Brother player coming into the challenge. So, there's that. What else? Uh, I'm trying to think of all the stuff that was leading up to the mission. I've got my notes here, so trying to make sure I don't miss anything. Um, oh, Jordan's haircut. I literally cannot take him seriously with the mustache and the ridiculous hair. I don't understand it. It's ridiculous. I'm wondering if maybe it's quarantine hair and Tori cut his hair because they couldn't get into the, the stylist or what the deal is, but it's like a bowl cut with like a weird handlebar mustache so confusing i think i remember jordan being attractive like when he first came on and him and sarah were hooking up but i don't i don't know what's happened if you know settling into a relationship has he's let himself go or his attitude is wearing on me i don't know what the deal is but i can't take jordan seriously with the mustache and the ridiculous haircut i just can't also the fight about the turf like what is happening there is a fight about the turf Apparently, jo not Jordan, Wes, and some of the guys, Corey, it looks like, maybe Nelson, um, they're running on turf, right? And when they run and they go to, like, pivot and turn, it pull it pushes the turf up, which is to be expected. If it's not adhered well, like, you're going to move the turf around. So it looks like Wes is setting weights down to either help, like, keep that from happening, or maybe he's moving weights around that they were using to kind of flatten out the turf. But Jordan makes a comment about, like, you know, quit messing with the turf or whatever, and it escalates. I remember Jordan from the last few seasons that he's been on, like bitching about how the house is a mess and how people can't take care of anything. And, you know, I think probably this whole turf thing is an extension of what has, you know, most likely been Jordan picking up dirty dishes or walking around, you know, messes everywhere and just kind of being over it. Because like I said, I remember multiple times in Jordan's past seasons, him making comments about everybody being pigs and, you know, having no respect for anything. And so probably the turf thing is just, you know, in addition to, but it just feels ridiculous. It feels really, really ridiculous. I kind of, <laughs> it, the whole like, Jordan, not, please don't equate this to my husband as an asshole, but hear me through this one, right? So when I was watching, I put in my notes, right? When I was watching this, it reminded me of my husband if he were trying to live in the challenge house because he would probably literally kill someone if they were consistently leaving their dishes in the sink. Um, and well, this is like that, right? I don't think this is like a one-off and Jordan's mad about the turf. I think he's mad about them not taking care of stuff. And even in his interview, he's like, this is the nicest gym we've ever had in any of this. And people just can't take care of anything. I think it's, you know, piling on. And again, pretty sure my husband would get arrested for murder if people, if he lived there in the house, looked the way that it does. I haven't seen a bad sink in this one this season yet, but have you ever seen sometimes when they cut to the sink and it looks like they haven't washed dishes in like 17 years? So yeah. Anyways, in the moment, the turf argument seems super petty. It seems, you know, very small. Um, I'm with Anissa, right? She's like, this feels really stupid. And how can you take Jordan seriously? One, with the haircut. Two, with the mustache. Three, with a three-foot salami that he's, like, holding into Wes's face. And then Wes telling him that he's going to respect him. Literally, Jordan is holding a three-foot salami between his legs and pointing it towards Wes while Wes looks at him with a straight face and says, you will respect me. And I'm like, okay, struggling with this. And then 
Wes is tired of the joke. He gets it, right, that Jordan's making this, like, all a joke. And he says, quote, you will not talk to me the way you talk to your wife. I, yeah. So what felt super petty and, like, a dumb fight that I could not get behind all of a sudden went from, like, play, this is stupid, can we please cut scene, to, like, holy shit, what is it that Wes knows about Jordan and Tori's personal life that he's alluding to, not saying I want to know. I feel like Wes is like, um, like, um, what is that show? Gossip Girl. I feel like Wes is Gossip Girl. Like he knows everything about everybody on like a personal level. And I'm like, okay, what do you, what did Jordan do to Tori that you know? Because I kind of want to know. Um, also I'm not, I guess if Jordan disrespects Tori, I wouldn't be super surprised, but Jordan just comes across as like a tool bag. Right. But I think he loves Tori. I think that's just he just isn't great at being soft. So anyways, uh, Wes makes a super big dig on something that seemed petty and stupid and fun. Um, and then it kind of escalates and cutscene. Okay. So the mission, uh, the mission is called, I put in my notes, bomb squad, <laughs> but I don't know if I named it that. I think that's what the name of the mission was. So let's call it bomb squad. Um, it's like a five, parter four parter i guess so they have to read a math equation they have to solve the math equation then they have to decode a puzzle using the answer to the math equation and then they have to race the rods from the decoded puzzle to a detonator where then the bomb will go off and if they finish it the fastest then they become the tribunal so teams of one two three four and teams of four um oh and while they're reading this math equation they're in a car that's like driving on two wheels like flipped over onto its side which seems pretty freaking cool so there's six teams randomly selected uh first team up is jay west kayla and nani so jay west Kayla and Nani. Wes wants to win it. He wants to put Jordan in. Um, <laughs> they get up to go, right? It's always hard to be first, but they get up to go and Jay completely misses the first set of numbers. So the way that the numbers are set up, they're like on top of crates and you have to see them, right? Like on the top of the crates and read them out. Well, they're, the car starts going and Jay's looking ahead instead of in front. Like he's looking towards like down the road instead of looking like straight in front of him like he should be and so he completely misses his, the misses his, misses the first set of numbers so he's telling Wes and he's like times 10 and Wes is like what times 10 bro and I wish Wes would have said what times 10 because maybe Jay could have looked back but I also am not sure that Wes knew like what was going on at that point so anyways they couldn't even answer the puzzle they get DQ'd basically because they don't have all of the information that they need to do the puzzle. So no chance Wes is going to be in the tribunal. And probably in that very moment, everybody, including Jay, pretty sure Jay's going back in, right? Like that's poor guy <laughs> at this point. He's got to kind of win or go in. Uh, next up is Bananas, Bear, Tori, and D. So I'm fairly good at accents. Um, I work with a lot of people that um, are from different places across one the country, right? And me being from the South, like even a, somebody from Brooklyn um, has an accent. And then same for me, right? Like maybe you listening to me, you're like, girl, if you say ass one more time, I'm going to be real confused, right? And sometimes it comes out more than others. But anyways, now that they've introduced like the war of the worlds, folks, when you think about, oh, so when they're reading these equations, they're reading them through a walkie-talkie. I don't know if I said that. They're not like shouting them down to the next person. They're saying them through a walkie-talkie. 
have you ever talked to somebody on a walkie-talkie? So it's hard, like, even if it's somebody, like, your brother or your sister that you're really close with and you can understand, like, really well, um, sometimes it's hard to understand them even, right? Because it's, it, a walkie-talkie comes from, like, a weird place, like, the sound of it, right? Um, so when you throw somebody in, like, Bear or, um, Melissa, right? Somebody that had D, somebody that has an accent, and then you're trying to relay that through a walkie-talkie, like, that shit gets hard, like, some of this, uh, hard, you have to be strategic. I think about who you, who you put where. So anyways, it's bananas, bear, Tori, and D. Um, bananas is relaying to bear. If I recall correctly. Yeah. Cause I think bananas makes a comment about like, I'm not going to miss out on this. This is, I'm going to be standing in a car driving sideways down the road. Um, and bear standing at the equation board to get the numbers like said to him. And he's like, I've never even seen a walkie talkie. And I'm dead. Why did they not have bananas give it to D? Not Tori, because we know Tori and math are not so great. So I guess it came down to either uh, Bear or D to do the equation. And I guess Bear was probably your best bet. But it's funny. He's just like, I've never even seen one of these, right? Um, So he, uh, bananas gives the numbers to Bear. Bear does the math. I can't remember. Oh, oh, oh. Um. Bear hears something five. So then the first number is 85, right? So it's 85 divided by five is the first, what they have to call it. So they say 85 divided by five, 85 divided by, divided by five, right? And Bear hears something five divided by five. He doesn't know, right? So he hears five divided by five. So he puts all the numbers out there and then he just kind of has to guess at it. So he does 25. Actually, he says bananas, Tell me those, what were the numbers again? Read it to me one more time. And Bananas is like, bro, I don't have it in front of me. Like, I don't, what do you mean tell you again? I don't have it in front of me. Uh, So anyways, he's not able to do the equation because he doesn't have, again, the first set of numbers and he gets DQ'd. So next up is Maddie, Rogan, Big T, and Nelson. Um, Watching Rogan and Nelson run, they seem so fast. Like their posture is very athletic, very um, track star. I was pretty impressed by how fast they look like they were going. Um, so Maddie gives the numbers to Rogan. Rogan does the equation, has all the numbers. He gives the numbers to Nelson, who then has to pick the colors that correlate with the numbers. Nelson gives the colors to Big T, and then Big T runs it back. I'm so confused, though, because Rogan gets it, and he's like, I don't remember if this is it, but he's like, purple, yellow, brown, brown, purple, yellow, brown, purple, yellow, brown, purple, yellow, right? So then he, Rogan gets the numbers, 219. (laughs) Figure out how to tell you guys this. (laughs) Rogan gets the numbers. He tells the numbers to Nelson. Nelson picks out the colors and then he's got the colors. Rogan is telling him what the colors are because he can see the board, right? So he's like red, yellow, green. And Nelson's like, okay, red, yellow, green. So he grabs two, three, nine, which are the numbers that go with the colors. Red, yellow, green. He's running red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green. He gets to big T. He tells her red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green. And she takes off. And I'm so confused why they're chanting the colors because I don't think it matters. I think you have to tell the numbers to the person who translates that to colors. If you tell them two, three, nine, they get the color that goes with two. They get the color that goes with three. They get the color that goes with nine. They get the colors, they hand them to the next person, and then the person puts them in the box. I don't think that the colors matter at any point except for that first time when you're going from number to color. But maybe I missed that. I don't 
I don't know, but it's hilarious that Nelson's like running and he's repeating the colors as he has the colors in his hand. I'm like, why are you saying the colors? You already have the colors in your hand. So maybe I need to start paying better attention during the rules. But I also think I'm not paying attention during the rules because it's that stupid TJ voiceover, which I don't like. Like, why can't we just watch TJ give us the rules like we've always done in the past? Why do we have to cut to some like weird, the athlete staring off into the distance or like us watching a bomb go off or whatever while TJ voiceover talks? I want to watch TJ talk. I like him and I feel like we're not getting enough of him visually on this show right now. So anyways, I'm not sure why they're chanting the colors, but I thought it was hilarious that they're like red, yellow, green, red, running while they're chanting the colors. So they complete it. Um, I think they do it in pretty good time. The other uh, competitors, athletes seem pretty impressed. Next up is Casey, Swaggy, Josh, and Jenny. So Casey, Swaggy, Josh, and Jenny. Wes makes a silly comment about Josh being obsessed with him. He's like, you know, Josh is upset. Whatever happens with Josh happens with Josh. He's obsessed with me. Um, just like many men and women throughout my entire life. I'm like, Wes, come on, bro. You're crazy. Um, so Swaggy gets the numbers right. Casey tells him the numbers. Swaggy gets the math right. It's 219, I think, ends up being the answer. Um, you guys can check me. It's 85 divided by 5 times 5 plus 56 minus 7. 85 divided by 5 times 5 plus 56 minus 7, which I think ends up being 219, I think. I'm not sure. Um, and uh, Swaggy gets the math right. They detonate the bomb, and that's that. Jenna, oh no, is it Jenny on here? I think it was, it's Jenny on this team. Jenna, in the like interview thing when she's talking about the rules for the game, she's like, yeah, we have to decimate a bomb. And the producer's like, mm, it's detonate. And she's like, yeah, I didn't think that I had the word right. <laughs> funny so anyways should they uh decimate the bomb next up is uh melissa bailey kyle and Corey. so in my notes here i made a comment about maybe they do have to put the colors in the right order so maybe all of that that i just explained to you was pointless maybe they do have to put the colors in the right order like maybe they have to hand it to one nine and you have to get green as the two Purple is the one, red is the nine. So when you hand it to the person, it has to be green, purple, red, because the answer is 219, not like 291 or 912. So maybe it does matter. So maybe it's okay that they were chanting the colors and I'm just judging for no reason. Um, again, I don't know what's happening with the color, with the instructions. I don't think they're clear enough, or maybe I'm missing them every single time, or maybe it's the TJ voiceover. I really think that's what it is. It could also be that there's way too many people and watching this same mission get ran 42 times so that everybody can have a turn is too much for me. So I'm going to take the blame off of myself on this one. I'm paying attention just fine. So Corey um, is the last to run. And obviously, like me, he was not clear on the instructions either because he completely runs past his box and is like looking around for where to put the sticks. Apparently, he was under the impression that as he finished and like crossed some imaginary finish line, the bomb was just going to go off way off into the distance um, as opposed to him actually having to do something with the sticks that he's running with. He's a dodo. It's hilarious. Um, he also though made a comment about like how he's doing all of this for his daughter. So I got curious and looked up his daughter. He called her by name. He said, you know, this is the longest I've been away from my daughter, Ryder. And so I looked her up and I did not realize that he has a baby with Cheyenne, but it's kind of funny to me because it's not that long ago that I watched the first season that they were together. And the whole time she is like, oh, 
he's pretty cute and he goes like on and on about how beautiful she is so i think it's cute right that they were attracted to each other right off the bat um and then they ended up hooking up and having a baby so um and for the record a gorgeous baby a gorgeous baby gorgeous 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 um happy belated mother's day cheyenne you have a gorgeous baby like one of the most beautiful babies on the planet so there's that um oh while i was searching to try to find this picture of baby rider because again i was curious i went down the weirdest rabbit hole i didn't realize that corey has been on the challenge for so long because i went back and watched uh challenge seasons like 23 through 33 um but here like pretty recently and i think i must have like watched them in some weird order that had me under the impression that oh no no no, no that's what it was i watched 15 through 25 um so to me epi- like season 25 feels like the most current because it's been a long time a longer time since i've watched seasons 33 and 34 than it's been since i've watched 24 and 25 so the fact that Corey's been around for so long like i got thrown off i think i think he felt newer to me than what he actually is um but apparently he's also been on teen mom with cheyenne cheyenne is that her name shy shy i think they call her shy they definitely call her shy i'm gonna start calling her that shy because that feels better um also been on x on the beach where apparently he met his now girlfriend who either is pregnant or maybe just had a baby um i'm not really sure but to you as well i think her name is taylor to you as well girl from x on the beach that has a baby with Corey. um congratulations and i'm sure she's beautiful or he's beautiful as well and happy mother's day to you too um i wish you nothing but the best the tangled we- the tangled webs we weave were awfully tangled while I was trying to figure out what this baby looks like. That was it because I was confused as to how I missed the birth of a baby. But again, congratulations. That kid is beautiful. Shy. I'm sure you're a wonderful mother. Happy Mother's Day. Okay, so the last or the next team to run is Fessy, Anissa, Jordan, and Jenna. Jenna cracks me up. So she's the runner on this one and the last runner. And she is literally always smiling so big through every challenge. Middle of the challenge, freezing cold water. She's got this smile on her face. Running super fast, smile on her face. Walking across the tightrope, smile on her face. Skydiving, smile on her face. Like she always has this like huge big grin on her face i think she smiles both when she's happy and when she's like nervous um but yeah or maybe she's just always camera ready so anyways uh jenna is grinning through this one so we have a winner the winner is the winner by two seconds y'all two seconds so let's let's hit on this really quick would you rather lose by two hours or two seconds because to me two hours all day let me lose by two hours those races that are super close i just feel like you would always constantly beat yourself up like what could i have done that would have been two seconds faster because surely right in a race that's you know 30 minutes long two seconds you could have done many things to save two seconds so anyways um it ends up being swaggy josh Casey and Jenny that win and Josh says pack your bags Weston so there's that again it's that weird thing about like threatening to send somebody in when really you're kind of doing them a favor because if they won't go in on their own accord all you're doing is sending them in and giving them a chance to get their skull so uh, but yeah he's like pack your bags Weston and I kind of like that Josh is like stepping up a little bit this season um I think he was quiet a lot of times in other seasons um, I think that he was kind of picked on a little bit, 
Um, I think that he was on the wrong side of history a couple of times. Um, but yeah, I think he's, he's one, like stepped up his game tremendously athletically. Like he is showing up and showing out. And I, I think that's wonderful. Um, and if you want to talk a little bit of shit to Wes, good for you, buddy. Like let's, I'm here for it. Let's go team Josh. Um, okay. So back at the house, um, Wes and bananas are talking. Wes is really, really, really wanting to go after Jordan because he pissed him off with the whole turf and salami thing, which understandably right. And you know, bananas is like, cool. If you want to do that, because it takes the heat off of me, but also my suggestion to you would be that you just calm down a little bit and that you actually play the possum game and not just say you're playing the possum game. And, uh, Nani walks in and, and is like, I'm on to you guys. Like, come on now. You guys are being way too nice to each other. I'm not stupid, but they laugh it off. And I guess, you know, it is what it is. Eventually when they're not going at each other, every single time people are going to know, you know, because typically the entire season up to this point, Johnny would have been campaigning to get Wes and vice versa. So, I mean, the house has to kind of know. But anyways, Nani says, you know, hey, I'm on to you guys. And it's kind of silly. So there's that. All right. So house vote. We are voting. Let's see. Wes votes for Kyle. He goes first. Um, he does not call out Jordan. And Jordan's like, oh, yeah, he's a pansy, blah, blah, blah. I think maybe Wes was burning a vote i thought that initially but then i thought maybe wes is also trying to create like some fake vendetta against kyle or maybe it's real and i've missed that but i don't know he calls him an asshole and uh, it's just kind of gross um so there's that wes votes for kyle nelson votes for bear he says it's because of the fire hydrant stunt and for putting the girl's health in harm's way I am not a Nelson fan. That's annoying to me. Lord have mercy. Let's calm down. And then Jay votes for Bear. Um, so this is what happens, right? You end up with this like bandwagon thing. So if you can go first and you can get a couple of people to vote your way or vote with you, then what happens is you get a bandwagon going to where now you can just steamroll the votes, right? You get some momentum and people will just be like, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Because now they're one of many. Um, it's that first getting that first couple of votes in that's the hard part so you you notice here right that nelson goes bear and then jay goes bear he's like okay we're gonna go bear let's go bear and then somebody else goes bear except if i notes, i can't tell who it is because uh it, it's a cycle i typed it literally i cannot understand my own notes so if it's important to you who voted for you I'm really sorry. You're going to have to go look that one up. I don't know. But somebody else votes for Bear. So we end up with three votes in a row for Bear. Um, and then it's Rogan's turn, and Rogan votes for Jay. He says, you know, Bear's my dude. I can't vote for Bear. So, right, had um, Nelson picked somebody else maybe that Rogan could vote for, right, then you get that fourth vote, and then it just momentum keeps going, right? But to Rogan, right, at this point, it's either I vote for Kyle, which he, he won't do, or I vote for bear right and he's like oh i'm not gonna do that either so now it's to jay right now we've got this third person in there um but maybe also rogan would have just voted for jay so it might be a bad example but hopefully you get what i'm trying to say so rogan votes for jay says bear's my dude uh and then bear votes for jay he's not gonna vote for himself he's not gonna vote for kyle uh bananas votes for jay kyle votes for jay fessy votes for bear says i can't vote for jay jordan votes for himself which i think a little bit jordan's playing a scared game like pick a side bro um he he's done that every guy's limit guys vote i think right he's voted for himself but he's not voting for himself to go in because he's not rallying to send himself in either he's just 
and Tory's not voting for him. So it's not that. He's just like not voting for anybody. I don't like that. So Jordan says Jordan. Kayla says Jay. And then Bear's like, yeah, he, she didn't vote for me because that's my girlfriend. <laughs> um, D votes for Jay. Says that Bear's like Rogan's brother. And without his brother, he'd be miserable. And then therefore, she'd be miserable. I don't understand the relationship still. I don't get it. I know they're not together, but they also aren't allowed to be with other people without there being way more drama than is physically acceptable or emotionally <laughs> sustainable. So D votes for J, Maddie votes for J, Tori votes for J, Nani votes for J, Melissa votes for J, and we end up with 10 votes for J. So basically, House says J. He does make a little speech before he gets up and moves his name over and says, all of you are always saying, you know, step up and earn some respect. And that's all I've been doing is going in. I've earned my stripes if that's what this is about. Um, none of you are stepping up and doing anything. So how can you say step up and, you know, do something when y'all are doing nothing? You just keep sending me in, send people home. Like, why is this what we're doing? This is ridiculous. And you know what? I think that Jay makes some really excellent points. It's unfortunate that he ended up, he's the smallest dude in the house physically. So he ended up being like the first target. Um, but you know, it, it just kind of sucks. They're all like, oh, welcome to the game. That's what this is about. But he, I don't know. So Jay's going in. Jay's the house vote. Ah, uh, then what? So they go to the club or something like the club. I don't really understand where they're taking these people. So I think I talked about in last podcast about the episode that I don't really like that they're getting to go out because I think that it should add on to like the insanity if they weren't getting to go out to the club and have these breaks but maybe I wasn't paying enough attention and maybe they're not actually going to a club maybe they're going to some like other place where it's still just them because this one this was definitely not a a place where there were multiple people there was some bartenders and then I think it was only the challenge guests like I think that was it um it looked like a basement <laughs> i'm gonna have to look up where this place is located like where the bunker is located and what these quote-unquote bars are that they're going to but the whole to keep in you know on with the season as a whole so far it's very dark all the lighting is red it's super creepy but it's also very theatrical because of it and everything feels staged um and weird like you're watching a memory or like you're watching um a throwback to something not like you're watching what's happening right now but mm, I don't know so Wes is talking about wanting to put in Jordan really badly and basically everybody that will listen is like you gotta stop bro you gotta calm down it's not the right time um and then you know Jay kissed D Jay got CT out so Rogan's still going on about how if it's physical he wants to go in so he makes a point to corner Casey and Josh and let them know that that's what he wants and they seem like they're open to it right um so there's that uh let's see i think we're back at the house i'm trying to read through my notes oh kyle and bear are hilarious together the way that they banter back and forth is really really good so they're eating like um drunk cereal and kyle's sitting in his bathrobe and pretty fly for a white guy is playing at the end of their conversation which to me is hysterical like i almost died so they're all sitting there like i said eating cereal um Kyle's like how was your night or Barrow's like how was your night and Kyle's like great how was yours it's just funny right like they're silly um the guy humor this season is really funny to me I like it and then Kayla makes a point to be like hey I'm gonna go to the bathroom which almost feels like hey come with me right it definitely does like she's dismissing herself so that they can go together 
Um, but again, could be editing. I don't, you know, don't put it on me. If this gets back to Kayla that like I said that she told Bear to go, I'm not saying that, but it felt that way. And then MTV nails it with pretty fly for a white guy. Hilarious. So that's playing. Um, they go into the bathroom and they kiss. And Kayla says, what have I done? I did not think that anybody would be following me. I did not think that the cameras would have seen it. So basically, I thought I was going to get away with it. Nobody was going to know. But of course, the cameras caught it. The cameras catch everything. And they make out in the bathroom. I think they just make out. That's all that we see anyway. It just seems like a little heavy kiss and a little pat on the butt. And then that's it. Um, so yeah, Kayla's done it. She's kissed Bear. Bear is the winner he's the victor spoils of the war right okay so the tribunal vote i have to hurry because i can only do one hour on these and i'm almost at 40 minutes so tribunal vote wes rogan nelson um that's who they decide to put in right so now they're interviewing them rogan says i want to go in if it's physical just like he told them at the club no surprise right casey and josh are like yep i you know that's what you told us Nelson says that he's upset that he's on the list and the tribunal's like, well, we want to know where your head's at. You know, we know the least about you than anybody else. And Nelson, in an effort to tell them about his game, says basically I'm playing Corey's game um, and whatever Corey decides, I'm just running through his list. So Swaggy then asked Nelson to clarify for Wes whether he's working with them or, or for Josh, whether he's working with Wes or not. And Nelson says absolutely that he's not. So basically he's playing Corey's game um, and not working with Wes. That's what we know. <laughs> um, and then Wes comes in. He's literally brushing his beard. And Josh says, it's always going to be you versus me. And Wes basically digs at Josh, tells him that he's worthless. He's the worst player in the game. Um, and that, you know, he would never go after him because his intention is never to get out the worst player in the game. I don't know why he feels like it's necessary to do that. Um, when, you know, he keeps saying that he's playing this low key game, but he, he can't do it. He literally cannot do it. So, um, again, he creates mess where there's not any, takes a dig at Josh where it's not necessary. And that's it. Josh is like, now you guys see why, you know, I think this guy's a piece of poop. And they're like, uh, yeah, totally get it. It's crap. Uh, so that's that Rogan, Nelson, Wes with Nelson and Wes not sounding like they want to go in Wes being a total D bag and Rogan saying, put me in. If it's physical, I would love to go in. So it's purgatory. Now we head to purgatory and it is balls in. Um, they actually call it fireball in this one. Um, not balls in because they catch the ball on fire. So it's called Fireball, but it's still the same elimination that we saw Car Maria beat Jessica in on Free Agents and be like the cutest human on the planet with like her football pads on and her mouthpiece. Yeah, incredible. Love it. I could watch that elimination on repeat. One, because I was proud of Jessica for stepping up and two, because Car Maria is literally my absolute favorite and looked freaking adorable um, winning that. So it's that it's balls in um you know insert this weird tj voiceover i don't understand it it's really really terrible but basically he explains that it's balls in except the ball is going to be on fire so tj calls swaggy out for being in charge but not wanting to go in because swaggy's like i'm in charge but i don't want to go in tj's like yeah you're in charge so let's do it um but yeah josh and swaggy decide that they're not going in even though they have a chance to do it josh votes for rogan 
And then Jay, after Josh votes for Rogan, is like, come on down here then. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm like, you know what? Go. Good for you, Jay, because if this is what they're going to do to you every single freaking time, then yeah, eventually you're going to have to speak out for yourself. Eventually it's going to become so frustrating right he comes across a little cocky but i think it's good for him you have to like stand up for yourself because he keeps talking about if i don't get a little bit of power this is what i'm going to keep on doing they're going to keep doing this to me and that's exactly right yes you took out ct yes you took out a soft who i could not think of his name last episode but there it is came to me um but you're just taking them out and then like playing it low key right so good for you for standing up for yourself so swaggy says rogan is his oh swaggy's like yeah jay's my dude jay's my dude right but then he puts in rogan against him and i'm like okay like i get you know you gotta play the safest game for you but why even make a point about the fact that jay's your dude and then send rogan in against him to play a very physical game when rogan is like the biggest of the three dudes that are up there right like I don't know. I was like, okay, man, if he's your dude, like that's an interesting decision. Um, doesn't seem like the friendly thing to do to me. So it's Rogan, Rogan VJ, um, you know, right out of the gate. We have like, I mean, literally right out of the gate. Um, Jay, so Jay has to get a ball that's on fire into a bucket, a, a barrel that's behind Rogan. Rogan has to stop Jay from doing that. He gets three tries to do it and then they switch places. Right. And then Rogan gets three tries to score against Jay and then they switch places and so on and so forth until I think one of them maybe scores three or five times. The very first go at it, Jay goes and like does like a little stutter step thing. Right. And then he's he's trying to like fake out Rogan. I'm doing it for you guys right now. Like I'm in the studio, like showing you what it looked like. Um, And as soon as he takes that stutter step, Rogan picks him up. Oh, if you go out of bounds then you have to reset. Right. That's your try. So he picks him up takes like three steps forward and then slams him to the ground. Bananas calls it the hit heard around the world. But basically, Rogan picks him up, slams him out of bounds, and then uses Jay's head, which is in a helmet, thank God, to push himself up. Like as he stands up, right, pushes Jay's head into the sand. Um, Yeah, right out of the gate. I mean, first, first up, that's what happens. Um, I think it's Big T that makes a comment about how he's, you know, laying there for five seconds lifeless and then five more seconds. And then maybe it's Josh or somebody is screaming, like, look at his arm. His arm is broken. He can't even move it right. I'm not catching the broken arm thing. To me, it looks like his arm is like kind of flat, like where his palm is up to the sky, but he's, you know, laying flat. Um, And then he's trying to like push himself up kind of with his shoulder. So initially I was like, did he dislocate his shoulder? Like what's actually happening here? Um, looked pretty intense though, right? He's making some pretty rough sounds. Um, and then that's it. The credits roll. So we don't know. (laughs) We don't know if it's a broken arm. We don't know if it's a concussion. We have no idea, right? And then my favorite part of the show, it's the next on. Um, Jenna says she wants to go home. Jordan gets called an asshole. And basically it feels like a next on that we have seen multiple times. So... Zach does not do great when Jenna is on the challenge and she's he's not there. So they should either go together or not go at all. Um, and Jordan doesn't do well socially in these environments, but he's so good athletically that he can typically pull it out, make it to a final. So anyways, the next on is, is Jenna saying she wants to go home and Jordan being called an asshole. So, you know, could be anything, could be anything coming up. Um, but that's that. 
my episode MVP is going to go to Bear. Um, it has to, right? He won. He got the girl. Uh, sometimes persistence persistence wins out. Uh, my husband used to always tell me that um, his game was like that of the tortoise. Slow and steady, uh, but always winning in the end. Uh, the tortoise will always be victorious. Um, yeah, persistence always. What is that saying I'm trying to think of? Um, persistence always beats resistance. Is that a thing? Kayla being the resistance. Yeah, persistence always beats resistance. That's the thing too. So slow and steady like the tortoise and persistence always beats resistance. So uh, episode MVP is going to bear because he got Kayla to make out. He he made out with Kayla in the bathroom and that's what he was going for. Now, should he have maybe backed off and not done it? Probably. She's got a boyfriend, right? But that's, not, that's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, probably not a popular opinion. I get it. Um, it's all fun and games, right? It, I'm giving it to bear. I'm not going to justify it. As a girl, I think I'm making the wrong decision. This might be against girl code, but Bear's getting episode MVP. I could give it to Anissa again because I love her. Um, she's my favorite. I, I just love her so much. She's doing so great on this season, and what she's bringing to each episode is pretty amazing. I think I gave her like runner-up last episode. I'll give her runner-up again this one, uh, but I have to give it to Bear because I can't do it next episode for Bear because, you know, him and Kayla are probably going to break up. It's probably not going to work out, but... Anyways, so that's that. Um, this is episode number five of the challenge, season 35, Total Madness. Um, again, go check me out. Um, find me on Facebook, Ashley Gilland, um, or the Facebook group for the podcast is Going Gilland, or you can search on Instagram for hashtag Going Gilland, and you'll find me there. Um, also, I'm Ashley Pip Gilland on Instagram. Let's be friends. Let's connect um let's hang out socially but from a distance um it'll be fun i will talk to you all soon peace